Wait, didn't we already record an intro for this episode? Whatever. We watched Science Gate and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, Weeb of All Trades, and mad scientist, son of a bitch, PJ. And me, a super fun, vacation-y Joe Banana, Skyler. And joining us as always is our dear friend and newest member of the Future Gadget Lab, Lauren. Hello! I've never had a drink from a Stein before, so I don't know what that experience is like. Has it been missing out from you? It, it <laughs> might have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that didn't make it clear, this week we are watching Stein's Gate as we kick off Science Month. Woo! All right, so Lauren, Stein's Gate. I mean, those are two words that you know, but maybe not together. What do you think this anime is going to be about based solely on the name? Yeah, uh, based on the name, what I was thinking, I instantly thought of a huge scandal, like similar to Watergate. Oh, yeah. So that's where the gate part came in. So I'm thinking that this huge controversial thing has happened in the scientific community, which is like kind of the name of the game for science, right? But now it's all coming to light because the effects of all of their experimentation have started to backfire for no reason other than I currently have a book that I'm about to read about human enhancement. I'm thinking this anime is going to be about human enhancement because that's something that could potentially fly under the radar for a while where like, you know, people's eyesight was improved, but now it's like becoming too powerful and they can like see you know, sound or people's hearing was improved. They and so, see sound. you know, it's it's stuff that like could have. And they could hear pictures. They could have. No, 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 PJ. They're just like, we become the next evolutionary step is becoming mantis shrimp. See? We could punch so good. All of us become one punch man, honestly. All of us become one punch man. So now all of these experiments where people had things enhanced about themselves is becoming too much, too powerful. And a so, nuisance. A, well, not a nuisance, more like becoming dangerous to society. And so people are starting to realize, oh, my God, the scientific community made these human enhancements on people. How could they? So you get the controversy and the like these now super powered humans that are becoming way too much for society to handle. That's what I right. think this is about. Right, right, See, right. when you started saying that it was going to be like a scandal, I was going to be like, great. It's an anime about the many, many affairs that Albert Einstein had. No. Oh, <laughs> that would have been great. I I did go much more science-y. Than... Well, he's, uh, nothing's more science than Albert Einstein. And he was a piece of shit person. I mean... A terrible husband. Yeah, he was a really, really bad husband. Yeah, no one's as bad as Mother Teresa. Yeah, fuck Mother Teresa. Wow, this took a very strange turn. Fuck Mother Teresa. Put that shit on a shirt. (laughs) All right, well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? What did you think this anime was going to be about? I definitely still think this is about a scientific cover-up. And I do, I'm I'm sticking with my... The cover-up is they've been trying to hide that they're enhancing humans' abilities. So I'm thinking that this is a 
it's a combination of like people who were involved and people who are trying to uncover the mystery of it all. So starting with the lady agent at the bottom left hand of the poster, she works for the government. She's the one who's finding out about all the genetic mutations. She's the head of the case. So she's the one who's exposing them to the public. The man behind her in the orange cap and the glasses is definitely just in witness protection because he's in hiding. He was heavily involved in the scandal and he knows he done fucked up. So that's why you can like barely see him on this poster. The priestess behind the agent there is one of the strongest advocates against the society, the scientific community. She's vocally against them now because she just like, you know, you shouldn't enhance yourselves. You guys should just embrace who you are, all of that kind of stuff. And now that it's come out that they went and did it anyway, she's like being called in again and has become even more intense than she was before. The lady behind her in the like made like little Lolita uniform. I'm not sure what she's wearing, but I think she's one of the genetically enhanced people that they experimented on. Since her eyes are so bright in this poster slash like look a different color than eyes generally are, I think she has enhanced eyesight. And now that's become far too powerful. It's giving her a lot of problems. Then the girl in the background, you can like, you can barely see her too. She's in this blue top and has some very long socks on. She is another person who was genetically enhanced. I think she has enhanced hearing just because I really only went for like eyesight and hearing in my previous example. So I was like, well, that's the character who corresponds with it. Boom. Next. So the girl in front of her, the one wearing the glasses with the brown hair, is the scientist's assistant. She was very on the fence about whether or not they should be doing these experiments when they were happening, and now she feels, like, really guilty for having gone through with it because it's, like, becoming such a big deal. And then the lady in the blue dress and the sun hat is the scientist's wife. I think she's dead because there was some deadly disease that she had that if like, you know, it was like a genetic disease. And if she'd had enhanced genes, she wouldn't have died, which is what set the scientist off on his mission to make sure that no one would die from these genetic diseases anymore. So I think she is super dead. And then, of course, our scientist man, he was definitely in this for the right reasons, trying to want to help people. But he's gone way too far. He is in too deep. He's lost touch with humanity i'm thinking his name is probably stein or something similar to that which then brings in the whole you know it's his it's his watergate essentially so that's that's what i think stein's gates about i love it thank you all right so uh definitely sick and heavy to the augmentation Mm -hmm. uh, theory and kind of the repercussions that that leads to society uh you know it, it poses a very interesting philosophical debate about like uh forcing evolutionary advancements on people as opposed to letting them happen naturally because who's to say that these wouldn't happen naturally over the course of like the next hundred years you know exactly so yeah it's it's a complicated place to be right is he is he doing the wrong thing or is he just helping us move there faster who knows we'll yeah. know after we watch episodes one and two of steins gate if this prediction is accurate so we'll be right back after we do that so stay tuned
All right, we're back. We are Lauren Watch, episodes one and two of Steinsgate. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I thought seeing Inception for the first time was bad, but this is somehow so much <laughs> worse. I do not know what's happening. I am so confused. I'm so excited we're going to talk about it because I am so... I'm so in the weeds here. I have no idea what I just watched. Did you have a hard time watching Inception? A lot of people did. The, like the uh, first and, time. I, and yeah. a lot of people also do with Steins Gate. I, I get it. Both made perfect sense to me the first time I watched them. I was Listen, bored when I watched Inception. I well, was, that's just fucking stupid. It's an amazing movie. It's, I was, it's great. It's I think great. it was just too hyped up for me. And I was like, I get it. We're in the dream. We're in the dream. We're in the dream. Granted, that was the first day I ever got to ride on a motorcycle. So maybe I was just like, this is... This isn't as cool as a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I wish I could be out with the wind in my hair. I was and, on a know, motorcycle oh on the fucking traffic circle in Long Beach. Oh my God. All right. Well, let's talk about Science Gate since you seem to be very confused. So by confused. It. So the context is very meaty. So I don't know how much it'll help. Mm. So Science Gate is based on the visual novel developed by Five PB and Nitro Plus as part of their science adventure series. It is the second game in the series. All of the games are set in the same interconnected universe, but also act independent of each other. So it's not like you're missing any context by not knowing anything about the other games. Science Gate released on all platforms in October of 2009. There was a sequel titled The Committee of Antimatter that released in 2015 along with a spin-off named Steins Gate Zero that released the same year. Steins Gate was adapted into a manga written by Yomi Sarachi that ran in Monthly Comic Alive from September 2009 to July 2013 for three volumes. The anime was directed by Hiroshi Hamasaki and Takuya Sato with production by White Fox Studios airing on ATX from April to September of 2011 for 24 episodes. A four-episode ONA named Some Eichi no Cognitive Computing released in 2014. The film film, Science Gate Load Region of Deja Vu, was released in 2013 with the same creative team and itself spawned a manga and novel adaptation. In addition to all of that, there was also a real-life board game based on the in-series board game Railnet Access Battlers, a live-action stage play that had an eight-day run in 2014, oh, I, an announced live-action TV series with no current release date, and a spin-off anime based off the Science Gate Zero game. With that, let's jump in episode one and two. In the summer of 2010, self-proclaimed mad scientist Rintaro Okabe and his childhood friend Mayuri Shina go to the Akihabara Radio Kaikan building to attend a seminar on time travel by Dr. Nakabachi. Wilse Rintaro meets a girl named Kurisu Makase, who claims to have met him 15 minutes earlier, despite having never met her himself. Later, after receiving a scrambled video message on his phone, Rintaro hears a scream and discovers Kurisu lying in a pool of blood, indicating that she was stabbed to death. Upon sending an email about the situation to his friend, Itaru Daru Hashida, Rintaro feels a strange sensation before discovering the streets have become vacant and a strange satellite has crashed into the radio building. Later, as Rintaro's future gadget laboratory works on a phone-controlled microwave that turns bananas into gelatinous forms, Rintaro is surprised to learn that the seminar he was attending was apparently cancelled as it had never taken place. Afterwards, as Rintaro and Daru go to a forum being held, Rintaro discovers the email he sent Daru about Kurisu stabbing had arrived five days earlier, before coming across Kurisu herself, who is alive and well. Surprised to find Kurisu alive, Rintaro is subsequently humiliated by her during a lecture concerning the unlikeliness of time travel. After getting some provisions from the androgynous Luka Urushibara, Rintaro meets Suzuha Amane, who is hired by his landlord Yugo Mr. Bron Tenoji as a part-time assistant in his electronic shop. Later, Rintaro investigates the supposedly altered events and learns that a man calling himself John Titor, who claimed in 2000 that he was a time traveler, has surfaced once more in 2010. Believing this John Titor to be a fake, Rintaro is shocked to find all the evidence of Titor appearing 
in 2000 has disappeared. The next day, Rintaro encounters a strange woman named Moeka Kiryu, who asks for information on a retro PC model called the IBM 5100, which Rintaro gathers from Daro. Later, as Rintaro and Daru once again experiment with their phone wave, a banana disappears from the oven and appears reattached to his bunch in gel form, at which point Kurisu arrives at the lab, and that's episodes one and two of Steins Gate. Okay, so... Okay, go. So, what do you think's happening? No, no, no. What do you think's happening? I think this is time travel. Yes. Rewriting history. Yeah, I mean, that's what all time travel is. Yeah. Right, always. And so... That's that's what I ultimately think is happening. But then there were things that I was like, wait, I don't understand how this connects. Like the like what bananas? Oh, oh, I have a theory. Okay, okay. So, uh, first of all, I'm surprised you didn't just equate it to like, uh, like a somewhere near um multiverse of madness with the world lines. But I think it begins because he's like, all right, let's stick the whole bunch in, and then his like Fred is just like, that's a waste of bananas. Put the uh just one banana in, so when they do it, it goes back. It's destroyed, you know, blah blah blah, molecular level, but it's attached to the bunch again because in a different world line he put the whole bunch in the microwave but because like they were attached to this world line they're only seeing decomposure of that banana but it's still part of the bunch because of a different world line is this both (laughs) is this both multiverse and time travel is that what this series is yes i guess pj was that an okay explanation or am i no i mean like that's not really what happens okay well i thought Uh, it was i think i think it's a very good i don't really want to like explain i don't i mean i don't really want to spoil like exactly what the logic is for sure yeah 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 but it's more so like it's more like there's a reason why the texts can go back in time, but maybe a banana can't. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe because the bananas are a real thing and, you know, texts are more digital. Sure. Okay. But then there was one time where he was also, like, talking on the phone, but then he wasn't talking on the phone and he kept... No, I think he's well, literally no, an see, insane I, person. Okay. Um, this, okay. So I want to preface to both of you, if you don't know, Steinsgate is maybe one of the most successful science fiction anime of all time, if not the most successful science science fiction anime of all time it is widely lauded as one of the best written sci-fi stories in the anime community and one of the best written time travel stories maybe in all of science fiction period it's very popular but it's very complicated it is a very slow burn you don't it's not like oh if you just wait till episode three you're gonna completely understand this show it's one of those like you're gonna get pieces and by the time you finish the show it's like holy fucking shit everything that happened in these you know 24 episodes meant something and it was all important and it always had so much significance which is the complicated thing in any time travel story especially a long-form time travel story to that end there's things that aren't time travel related so we have like okabe who obviously goes by hoin kyoma right but like that's his like persona so like his whole thing is so this is like a little bit of a spoiler but he puts like all of it is like a persona like he's like doing this whole like i'm this crazy like person on this mad scientist mission the organization all this stuff it's all like this act he does all i know is just uh kind of like what PG was saying, slow burn. I had um, an ex-boyfriend talk at me for like three hours being like, you need to get through the first 13 episodes. And once you get past those 13 episodes, it gets wild. I don't think wild. it's the first 13 episodes. I honestly think this is... I mean, I don't know, maybe not for you guys, but for me, this is an insanely engaging show. I love that in episode one and two, like, you still don't 
know what's happening, right? No I idea. I just assumed and, it was time travel. Right. And I think that's clearly what's implied. Yeah. But no. you still don't know how the, what the time travel is, how it works, what's going to come of it. Right. Right. No, I mean, I thought it was also really engaging. I had a lot of time. I laughed a whole bunch. I didn't expect it to be. I thought the show be, was hilarious. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be so funny. And also, this is a, a very special uh, level of relatability for me because obviously as you continue through the show, it's a little bit in episodes one and two, but as you continue through the show, I mean, it's very accurate to late high school, early college student humor in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they, the, and especially for like my, my like group of friends at the time, like there's a part in one of the episodes where they're just talking in like old memes, like old, like 2010 memes, <laughs> like from like 4chan. <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah, this is accurate as fuck. Like at one point, like she makes a fucking exhibit, like, yo dog, I heard you like blah, blah, blah. So we put blah, blah, blah in your blah, blah, blah. So you can blah, blah, blah while you blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you remember that meme at all. Oh god. I don't. And if you don't, again, this is why it's like this wasn't this is before memes were like everyone knew it. Mm-hmm. You only knew memes if you were in like the 4chan, 2chan, you know, encyclopedia dramatic encyclopedia dramatica like um circle of the internet. And seeing them refer to stuff like that was like, oh shit, like they knew their stuff. Right. Well, see, what I really liked is the whole thing with John Titer, who is like a real world figure not necessarily yeah, anyone who like is remotely into like any conspiracy true crime er, like circle of podcasts or like stories has heard the john titor story yeah this is the well, everything I mean, they like, said about him real person was one, real? he was a real person but the story could easily is probably fake honestly this reminds me of the the one theory that's been going around tiktok that i like a lot where um when you and i i guess i'll probably be wrong um because i'm just focusing on the different world lines that when you die in your current timeline you pop over into a different timeline and that's why like things could be uh like really different Mm -hmm. i've heard of that theory before one of my favorite like listens right now recently um from the Odd Trails podcast, basically, this girl, she was in a really bad accident with her friends. And they were all like, we feel like this accident probably should have killed us. And uh, they all just felt like really weird and very like morbid about it. And just genuinely shocked that they weren't hurt as bad as they thought they would have been hurt. Mm-hmm. They were hanging out with each other at someone's house, right? And they all start going home slowly. And then the girl who's like narrating the story is just like, oh, hey, do you guys know where my jacket is? And they're like, oh, yeah, we saw it draped on one of the chairs in the kitchen. She goes to get it and she's just like, it looked like my jacket but it wasn't my jacket so many pieces were off about it like it was a slightly different color there was a bunch of like patches that were there that weren't or that were there that weren't there before and I've untouched this jacket because it was passed down to me by my mom and then um I asked one of my friends I was just like hey is this my jacket and they're like yeah that's your jacket and she's like no like look like is this my jacket they're like oh shit this is like really fucking weird that is not your jacket because like she would wear that jacket everywhere and so um she like 
goes to her mom and she's just like, mom, this is a jacket you gave me, right? And she's like, yeah, are you fucking stupid? She's like, you wear that jacket every day. Like, what do you mean? And she's just like, doesn't it look different? And her mom like pulls out photos and she's like, no, it's it's not. It's the same fucking jacket. You're being weird. And so she thinks she, uh, her and her friends popped did die and they popped over into a different timeline and in this timeline her jacket just looks different were there gooey bananas on the counter yes but they were pink oh well see it's all (laughs) it's all connected (laughs) so i mean it seems like the instigating like timeline or um time travel necessity was the murder of that that one girl right that scientist and it seems like her murder is the thing that they had to rewrite and so then they made a satellite fall instead to save her well i mean maybe that was just fallout from the yeah i was about to say that's such a weird way of looking at time travel when you change one thing it's i mean it's butterfly effect other things happen exactly i don't think they're like well we have to make the satellite fall for her to live Um, i think just she happened to get stabbed in that timeline what 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 do you mean what so she just so she got stabbed in one timeline they went back to fix it or i mean it's very possible that so far they haven't gone back to fix it i don't it's very possible that they didn't go back in time to fix it at all (laughs) like this is why i'm confused (laughs) i just don't understand how you're confused your confusion is confusing me because she was dead and then she wasn't dead so time travel yes clearly there's been some manipulation of time travel but there was the whole they went to the conference and they then couldn't go to the conference because it was at what point was the time travel did it happen when he sent the message the messages were time traveled which then people then fixed the timeline so she wouldn't die no we don't know if it was fixed or not we don't know what everyone's motivations are so then she time traveled instead of getting what? killed I, I i literally don't understand how your brain is making these somersaults <laughs> i don't know this is why i'm confused i think you're overthinking this is what's happening i yeah. think you are I, i'm not saying that science isn't a complicated story but you're taking a complicated story and adding like three extra layers of complication for no reason what all you need to know at this point in the story is he sent a message back in time and that changes things it butterfly effects it doesn't mean that he sent that message back in time and that sent someone on a mission to rewrite history him sending it back rewrites history anytime you travel back in time even if it's just a small piece the message going back in time helps rewrite everything because that's just how time travel works Mm -hmm. so basically the only thing you need to look at it is there's time travel everything changes when someone travels through time it doesn't matter what happens in each timelines because it's just going to change and it doesn't matter how small it is again right it's the like if you step on a butterfly it leads to like the extinction of humanity in five years mm-hmm. not because you stepped on the butterfly that's not what happened but it just it time is going to move differently it's going to operate differently just because of one small thing being different and it's going to change everything subsequently sure sure you say that sure super unsure I don't know. Now I feel like I have to go back and watch them again if it was just the message that was different and everything else is fine. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, I want you to keep talking. Like, I want to talk through this. I want to get you to a point where you kind of understand what happened here. It just, I mean, I don't know. So the phone, did he purposefully send it back in time or did the phone glitch or like what? I don't think he sent it purposely in time. 
this is the phone that they use to do their phone microwave, right? Right. Yeah. So clearly, the phone microwave doesn't work, but... If you've ever seen anything with any scientific advancement, a lot of times you're trying to develop one thing and you accidentally develop something completely different. Clearly, this phone isn't sending things, isn't sending microwaves. It's the microwave machine isn't going to be able to do a phone microwave. It's going to be able to send messages back in time. Like that one time they were trying to make a heart medicine and instead they accidentally made an erection medicine. So, okay, you... Me. (laughs) Does that help? Does that help at all? It does help. It does help. I think, okay, so I think this is what you have trouble with, Lauren. Um, As, like, a super fan of mysteries, a, a big part of that is, you know, trying to guess where all the threads lay. And that's not what these two first episodes is about. It's more of a ride, not a, like think too hard, try to guess where this is going because like that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. And I think you really pride yourself on your like, um, I don't think problem solving skills is the right word, but I'm just going to use it. And the fact that like you have to just go for a ride and not be able to, um, you know, uh, yeah, you you have incomplete data and you're trying to make a solution out of it. You're trying to take, like, you've started the investigation. You literally looked, like, in one corner of the room and you're like, got it. I need to make my deduction now. But you haven't finished your investigation yet. Whereas if you're just dumb like me, you're like, cool. <laughs> I've seen time traveler movies. Let's see how many things fucking change because none of this matters or all of this matters. But a lot of times it also doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news this week for the main feed, but we finally have released our backlog on the Patreon, which includes our Kawaii Desu season preview for the summer 2022 anime season our reduced redo for Puella Magi Madoka Magica, and our Kawaii Desu Archives guest episodes. Additionally, our Kawaii Desu wrap-up for July, where we talk about what we loved in July, answer patron-submitted questions, and preview our August lineup. So if you are waiting for the Patreon to be back on track to subscribe, if any of that sounds exciting, or you just want to listen to any of the bonus content we've released over there, check out our Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment, or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting with our Eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbush and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. And joining them in our Kawaii Desu patron tier is our newest patron, Albane G. Welcome to the Kawaii Desu ranks, we hope you enjoy it here. You're all insanely Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Science Month with Cells at Work. Now, back to the podcast. very end of everything your brain is always going to try to fill in gaps right Mm -hmm. and I think because Lauren's so analytical and so logical that's where you immediately jump 
whereas I'm neurodivergent. And um, the ADHD is basically what this show is. This is how I fucking feel all the time. So it's relatable for you. Yeah, because I'll be like, I don't remember starting this project. Like, what? I guess I'll start doing this project and the PG will be like, don't you have like 50 other projects you've started? And I was just like, well, I don't think so. And he's like, I think so. And I'm just like, damn. <laughs> you could always tell if I'm doing like a deep clean because instead of finishing one task, there's just like a pile of like half finished tasks all throughout the room. My roommates are the same if it's any help. <laughs> And that's on ADHD, baby. <laughs> I think like you're too logical thinking for like this type of content. I'm sure if I saw more and I saw more of the pieces start to come together, it would all make sense. That's what happened with me when I watched Inception. Throughout most of the movie, I was like, I don't really know what's going on. We're just going deeper into dreams. And like, this is this is weird. And then it all like came together at the end. And I was like, okay, now I get it. And it was the same thing with other Christopher Nolan films, because I watched Memento. And that was very much like, I don't know what's happening. So Memento was a huge part of uh, that one time I was catfished by my best friend. Um, (laughs) She put a lot of Memento stuff in it. And like she had both herself and the person she was pretending to be be like, my favorite movie is Memento. And like the breaks in your memory and like blah, blah, blah are very like, like this movie. That's very interesting. I was just like, great. (laughs) Oh, thank thank you. (laughs) Love that. Uh, super fun for me yeah yeah i just i think that's where i'm getting stuck is i end up watching those movies like even eternal sunshine of the spotless mind right like those movies that are very very complicated and they're like non-linear and they like have all of these threads that are interwoven and then by the end they're all figured out during the middle of those movies i am so lost i'm so confused i get so frustrated with myself for like why can't i understand what's happening and i guess Okay, so the first time I ever saw um, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind was for my um, like introductory film class. And the first time I saw it, I was like, this is the best movie I've ever fucking seen. And again, it's just one of those like you sit back, you relax and you just enjoy what's unfolding in front of you. And I feel like you're just not the type of person that could do that. Yeah, everything has to make sense. I have to know what's going on. So to stop two episodes in when there's so much more that needs to be told, Mm -hmm. I'm just at that part where I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I feel stupid. Who knows what's going on? Jim Carrey was so good in that movie. Jim Carrey was so good in that movie. But okay, so instead of like talking about your confusion, let's focus on some of the characters. Uh, How did you feel about him just in general? Because like... Anytime he was fucking talking when he wasn't like panicking about understandably scary concepts, Mm -hmm. he was hilarious and I loved him. Yeah, I really enjoyed him. I thought he was very fun. He's very charismatic. (laughs) He's so intense. I did love the scene when they were in the that like, I guess it was a conference where he just kept sitting in the back and like contradicting all of these really smart scientists. But then he was sitting in the back of the the girls seminar and she just fucking wrecked him and like counteracted everything he was saying. I loved that scene. I thought that was so fucking cool. She's cool. Like as a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, my favorite thing is emasculating men. So that was... No. Great. No, no, that's, that's me. That's oh, me okay. saying that. <laughs> well, then I'm, I'm sure it was a fun scene for you, too. But I mean, it's so hard for women, 
especially in the science realm, to gain any sort of respect or a really powerful position. So the fact that our main scientist was able to go in and just, you know, decimate everyone's theories about, you know, time travel or whatever they were talking about, but he gets schooled by her was really cool to see. I loved that. I thought it was so awesome. Only for her to be wrong. Well, well, in... I mean, she doesn't know that. Yeah, they don't yeah, know Yeah, but I'm just saying, only for her to be wrong. We're only able to understand as much as we know, right? So within right. their world, within their context, she is making sense. And then the rest of the series, I'm sure, shows how different it all actually is. What did you think of the other characters, Lauren? Um, Mayuri. I, I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. And probably because she was the most relatable one because all this science shit was happening. She kept coming and being like, hi, what's up? Let's go do non-science shit. And I'm like, that's my girl. (laughs) She's so great. I like her too. She's just, I don't know. She's sweet. Although I'm, Skylar mentioned something about like trauma and that made me very sad. Well, I mean, because they're obviously like childhood, like best friends, friends right yeah. you can even see that clip with the shrine fairly yeah where she, well when she's in the sh- when they're out and she's like looking up at the tree and he looks at her and you see like the quick glimpse of her like at the the headstone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my god so, is like, she actually dead was i right from the beginning i don't know no i mean she's a ghost at first i will say the first time i watched this show for like the first episode i thought she was a figment of his imagination i was wondering if like with all this stuff with his phone, I was like, is all of this just happening in his head? Are we getting a beautiful mind situation where half of this is just not real? Yeah, I also thought beautiful mind the first time I watched this. I um, like the hacker. Friend. Oh, I like the hacker a lot. The guy who was at the computer. <laughs> the one who was helping with like the bananas and stuff. I thought he was very funny. He was very like deadpan and just I'm not doing that. when he was uh trying to get Mary to say that like squishy banana thing yeah <laughs> gonna add that to his spank bank later there you go you gotta do it yeah I liked him there were a lot of characters in episode two who had like moments but we didn't get to see a lot of them so I know they're gonna come out more in the future right yes the part-timer at the tech shop I think her name's like Amine or uh oh yeah yeah oh. yeah uh Suzaha. She Yes. She was very funny. Yeah, um, I liked I her love, too. I love how like she's just like, all right, yeah, jumping into this. I fully fucking believe you. Let's go. Her interview too, to be able to work. <laughs> that was funny. And then and then we have that woman with the glasses and the blackmail. I like that it was like not even so uh again, I don't know if the organization is real, but I'm assuming that like if it actually is real. Cause again, I know a lot of this is like him being like, ha ha ha, I'm a mad scientist. And there's a lot of it that I'm just like, okay, he's like obviously like faking something, but maybe not. I haven't gotten that far. But, like, if it is real in a different world line, he's very, like, um, like, oh, no, I can't let them know that I exist. And so that's why it's, like, such a big deal that she just took his picture. Mm. And then, like... He clearly doesn't want her to take a picture because he's starting to freak out. He's like, maybe there is something going on because, like, shit has changed and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. If I was in his situation and, like, purely based off the uh, episode one and two, I would just assume I was being gang stalked. Like, 100%. (laughs) You 
What? You were being what? Gang stalked. That's like literally one of the scariest like fucking things to me in the entire world, like concept wise. Do you know what gang stalking no, is? No, what is that? It's like when a group of people uh, slowly make you believe you're going crazy. And it's just like this huge elaborate game amongst uh, people gaslighting you. Like, um, and it'll like start with things with like people honking the horn outside of your house like every night. And then like people on the street will like be whispering about you like very obviously. And when you confront them, people will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not happening. But it is happening but they're making you think it's not happening and they'll even come into your house like when you're not there and like just move things by like five inches so like things are just slightly off to make you think you're going fucking insane um a lot of people say that escapees of um uh scientology like do this to people that leave the religion and um it's it's honestly something i've had nightmares about it's like it really really truly scares me yeah it so horrifying. yeah so for like you know the stabbing thing that could have been like an act and blah 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 and again this is me putting myself in these two episodes um i would have just thought i was being gang stalked i like would not be like time travel i would literally think people are just fucking with me oh, because yeah, like why i've would done you... something mm-hmm. yeah because why on earth would you assume it was time travel he right. doesn't even assume it's time travel like he's right. like i don't know what the fuck's happening yeah very much and so. the her taking his picture and like just being really intense about it i was just like this is gang stalking and again like uh, like knowing that this anime is about time travel, like, you know, beforehand, I'm like, obviously it's not. But if I didn't have that knowledge, I would just assume that it was gang stalking. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I love Mary's co-worker who's like, yeah, I got the suit. I figured out the special attack and blah, blah, blah. I love like how much he just plays into everyone for everything. And it's just like, it's a good time because it's like really fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I think the thing that I can't get over like personally is just like how I was prepared for such a like stoic, sciencey, uh, like really hyper confusing show and like just how enjoyable, how engaging and how like funny it truly is. Yeah. Because um, again, I've had so many pretentious men just be like, oh, yeah, like it's so good and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, Great. Well, yeah, that's like the big thing with um, Steins Gate fans is if they find someone who did watch all of Steins Gate and didn't like it, they're like, well, I guess you're probably just not smart enough to understand it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I think it's like so, because again, I like the series is again lauded super highly but that doesn't mean people have to like it i like even here where i'm like i just think you guys are confused i mean like because of episodes one and two if you guys were to watch like all the entire season and be like i didn't like it i'd be like yeah that's fine yeah right that's but fair. i'm like yeah based on the context you have right now of course it doesn't make sense but they like toxic science games fans will be like oh oh i watched the whole show and i didn't like it they'll be like well maybe you're just too stupid for it Okay, exactly this conversation is I read Brave New World because my ex at the time like was like a huge fucking dune, like science fiction fucking nerd. I read like a 
a bunch of different books for him. Um, and as soon as I was done reading 1984, and he's like, you know what you need to read? Brave New World. And um, I fucking hated it. Like, I was just like... I, I completely agree with you. I think Brave New World is so fucking boring. It's so fucking boring. And, and I, I also read Brave New World after someone recommended it to me after I loved 1984. Right? Because um, 1984 is great. And then, and then people are always like, well, if you like 1984, here's another classic sci-fi novel, read Brave New World. And it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so boring. I literally was like, Ian, I did not enjoy this. And he's like, you just don't get it. And I was like, how do I not get it? And then I like explained what I understood. And he's just like, well, if you get it, I just don't understand how you don't like it. Like he literally just quit. He's just like, no, there has to be something you just don't understand. And I was just like, okay, like... (laughs) I guess. Fuck. Toxic people, when you don't like their thing, they just, because uh, it happens with music, too. If you don't like certain artists, they're like, well, you just don't get it. Like, you don't get it. It's like, I get it. It's just not for fucking me because I'm not a fucking, like, clone of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I thought it was, like, really funny. Yeah, it's definitely, it breaks the mold of your, like, typical science fiction characters because this is so funny there are a lot of very human moments and it's not all just all science all the time yeah anytime he laughed i laughed it was great i love <laughs> those laughs, <laughs> it's such a stereotypical laugh for like anime and just like japanese culture um and i it's always so fucking funny to me <laughs> what did you think of of ruka of rukako oh the First of all, gorgeous. I yes. love that. Like, obviously, there was a point in time where he was very, like, attracted to them. And the whole time, like, he's, like, explaining that he's a man for, like, the audience sake. Obviously, like, you know, for I think us. it's for his sake. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Like, at first, you're like, oh, he's, like, don't be fooled, everyone. He's a man. But then he's constantly reminding himself because he's like, please, like, you remember, remember, you're not, you're not a demand. This is a man. It doesn't matter how fucking gorgeous and sweet and the most feminine, like, most girly entity I've ever met. Remember, he's a boy. He's a man. Don't fall in love. Oh, my God. This isn't a hard on for you. It's a hard on for science. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. I really liked I really liked him, though. I thought we didn't get much of his story, but we got just enough to where you feel like you understand him. And I yeah, I liked him a lot. Well, and again, I think it points to what Skylar brought up earlier when talking about uh, Rukako, which is, I, you know, again, I think it is just great that, you know, Rintaro it does kind of just play along with everyone's things. And right. everyone kind of enjoys that part of him yeah the interaction to some extent right mm-hmm. like because he doesn't take himself seriously of uh, he's pretty ridiculous but he's like a fun interesting guy who is just you know kind of trying to do right by everyone and wants to make something of himself and of his friends and that's why i think that's where that's what makes the show something you can stick to even if you don't understand it at first is like the characters are the heart of it and then the sign Science expands that mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch as you continue on because um this isn't like a spoiler spoiler but it's like the interesting concept that happens with time travel stories is these characters are so fleshed out so early on because they're not going to change much 
Rintaro is going to change because he's going to start moving from reality to reality and he's going to be growing and changing and experiencing new things. But these people are ostensibly not going to. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. They're the they're the constants within this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a very interesting thing with time travel stories is uh, realistically, you have to develop your characters early because they aren't going to change much. Your pro tag who time travels is. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, completely. This is their world, and he's just visiting. <laughs> or living there forever. You never know where this will end. Oh, yeah, damn. Seriously. I mean, realistically, it's not like he can go back to a different one unless he undoes everything he did before that. Right. Yeah. Uh, why don't we talk about the music for Steins Gate? It's a little less confusing. It was much less confusing. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about our OP, which was Hacking to the Gate by Kaneko Ito. Lauren, what did you think of that OP? I thought it was really good. The visuals were very, very compelling. There was a lot going on that was, you know, hinting there's more to the story than meets the eye. But the song itself was fantastic. I had a really good time listening to it. Yeah, no, I think this has a an amazing, amazing OP. I think it's so good. It's so uh, it's really fun. great. Mm-hmm. The singer has such a like distinctive sound to her voice. Yes. Like, where it's like almost a little raspy. It's great. I feel like you don't hear this like type of voice a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's great. No, but this is oh, God, it was so fun. It I really, really enjoyed this OP. Yeah, it is a great one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I it's considered, you know, very high up there. Um so let's talk about our ED, which is Toki Tsukasadoru Juni no Meiyaku, which is the 12 time governing covenants by Yui Sakakibara. Lauren, what did you think of that outro? Even though this one was slower, which, you know, a lot of outros tend to be, it was very contemplative and you can really feel the weight of the the world and the anime that it's connected to. So I thought it was great. I 
I love the singer and I loved the, I don't know, it just felt very purposeful and very, you know, melodic. I I liked it. Yeah, no, I I thought this was a really, really good outro. I, I had a lot of fun listening to it. Mm-hmm. It it like gave me major, major alternative Christian rock band vibes. <laughs> and as someone that like ha- has definitely like had a skillet phase, I was into it. Yeah, I agree. It was a fan. It was a fun time. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, what else besides Christian rock it made us think of. <laughs> but moving on to our segment, what modern contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, tell me who you think would have done a good job with hacking to the gates. I was pretty lost on this one initially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never struggled this much with an OP. Yeah, honestly, it was really rough, but uh, I will give a shout out to Jackie, one of my friends who helped me because she said someone, I was like, you know what? I think that's the best Good one enough. I'm going to find. Wow. So thank Lauren, you so much. Lauren recruiting listeners to help. Uh, Skylar's done the same thing in the past, including recruiting me to help with another. So yeah. Wow, I guess I'm the only person here with integrity. Or you're the only one that hasn't just you know okay i stopped but because i did it three different times lauren gets two more times and pj if you want (laughs) you can get up to three yeah Yeah, you have three phone friends integrity this is our passes. sometimes intelligence is based on knowing when you need to ask for help so anyways i've never asked for help once in my life that's a fucking lie (laughs) anyway i ended up going with LaRue with her song oh, I love LaRue mm-hmm. yeah I think vocally I see I can totally see where we're going for yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's a great approximation yeah I think it might it'll probably be the best one because I <laughs> I literally just I don't know it, it was it, in. it was so rough I was looking I did for not so it long, in putting it in would have been would have been me not trying at all yeah I, I tried very hard and failed <laughs> well then I'm very excited to see who you picked listen if anything Jackie's the one who won this week because she's the one who told me to go with the So I ended up struggling. I, I, uh, God, Ugh. I've never felt so upset. You but, can do uh, it. Eh, it's not very good. I just want to preface this. I ended up going with uh, Anarchy by Lilith Sar. I think it's good. I think yeah, I like no, it. It's not. No, okay. no, no. Like the vibes are there. It's yeah. Great. No, I think that it is a good vibe match. And I think the vocals are pretty close too. So All? listen, <laughs> you may not think it's great. We think it's pretty good. Yeah. All yeah. three of us went in such different directions. I was so excited. I think because all three of us were fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, no, but PJ, I think this is a really good vibe match. I think so, too. I I feel like you'd definitely find this as an AMV to this anime. <laughs> well, Skylar, what did you pick? <laughs> okay. So, it keep an open mind. <laughs> I've never heard of them like, before. I'm kidding. No, you have. Uh, <laughs> keep an open mind because like this isn't necessarily what they're known for. Because I did go with the Go Go's. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. I know. Keep an open mind, please. I am. I am. Their song reminds me of the chorus of the OP a lot. Anyways, it's uh, less to love. I see what you were going. I for, do too. For sure. Yeah. No. I as soon as the chorus kicked in, like you said, I was like, oh no. I yeah, I see it. It's it's. Like, more of a dour, like, Go-Go's, not necessarily, like, their high energy, like, I mean, oh, the yeah, high energy obviously. is still there. Sure. No, no. I, yeah, I don't think you super need to defend it. I, I think it makes sense. I do, too. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the 12-time governing covenants. Woo! 
The song sounded so familiar to me, but I couldn't end up oh, finding yeah. which one it was. So I ended up focusing more on the vocals and I landed on No Doubt, their song Don't Speak. Oh, oh I can see that. I see what you were going for for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think parts of Yui Sakaibara's vocals definitely remind me of like old school Gwen Stefani. Yeah, right. that's what I kept going back to. Yeah. So Yeah, obviously like not sky-y. And, no. Uh, no. But yeah. I mean, Don't Speak is one of their least sky songs. So I, yeah. yeah, I think you I think this is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I, you know, theme for the episode, I just don't think I, I made good choices, period. You had a great uh, choice so, for the first one. So. Yeah, 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 if you say so. So oh, okay. I, uh, my outro, I do like a lot more than my intro. Watch, but you guys might be like, actually, this is bad and the intro is good, but oh, whatever. The M2M God. all over again. It'll be M2M <laughs> all over again. Uh, I ended up going with Lost in Life by Serenia. Oh, okay, okay. Again, I think it's a lot. I think it's a pretty good one. I just think there's a better Yeah, no, I think there. this is fantastic choice. I do too. I think, I mean, listening... <laughs> to this and then listening to the outro i was like that's very that's very similar, similar. yeah yeah agreed. no i think this is amazing pj mm-hmm. oh thank you uh skylar what'd you go with um i try to kind of keep it in the realm of like christian rock and i'm not saying that they're necessarily christian rock yeah but like all the related artists around them is anyways i went with uh the song i have nothing by plum yeah i think this is a very good choice i do too I think my music matches and PJ's vocals like match more. I think like it could be a happy marriage. Yeah, honestly, if you connect, like if you had them collaborate, I think that they would both do a Not good job. The part. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, the outro is definitely a lot easier to find an answer for it, than the intro. It was, it yeah. Took way less time. But yeah, good choices all around for that outro. Pretty good choices for you uh, for the intro. Uh, but that's where we're going to call our music segment, and we're going to take a quick break to watch some additional clips, hopefully give Lawrence some additional context. God, please. And see if maybe we can uh, salvage Steinsgate from the realm of confusion. So we'll be right Right back. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional time travels and mind travels and jelly bananas and everything in between. <laughs> Tell me, Lauren, after mm-hmm. seeing all of that, I don't necessarily believe that anything outside of watching the show could ever give you the context you truly need to understand the show. But ideally, you got to see a little bit more that helped with the context, got to show you at least some more of the character-driven moments. Uh, and maybe it's just a little bit more understandable. And if it's not a little bit more understandable, maybe the characters have sold you over but regardless of whatever may happen we're here to focus on what has happened as i ask you the question lauren would you keep watching steins gate i started this show very confused and i'm less confused now but i do really love the characters and i'm very interested to see what happens and i am curious to know how it all plays out so i may still be a little confused going into it but i do want to see it to the end so yes i would continue watching you absolutely love to see it honestly this i this could have been a very understandable quiet disappointment Mm -hmm. because it is very again you just don't understand what's happening in those first two episodes right and you only can get that from watching more but if it doesn't hook you in in those first two episodes then you're not going to care to learn more but i think where it wins people over to continue is with its characters right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's talk about those characters i ask you lord who was your favorite character from steins gate it was so hard and i kept flipping as we watched 
more of the characters in context, but I have to keep going back to my original, and it was uh, Mayuri. Do, 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 oh, do, yeah. Do, do, do. She's, yeah, she's, no, 100%. She's best girl. You absolutely love to see it. She is the best. I love her. She's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Uh, she is like definitely like the heart of the show. Right. Yes, I completely agree. Ugh, love her. As soon as I saw her uh, with the gotcha pawns, I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Fuck, PJ has to get me gotcha pawns anytime I see one, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love her. I love how just sweet and kind of ditzy but in a fun way she is Mm -hmm. i love that anytime she introduces herself she's like like she's so cute i love her she could very easily have gone into that annoying annoying, yes and the annoying territory but she didn't just because she is so wholesome and she's very sincere and very laid back too yeah she all of this crazy shit's happening she's just like yeah okay (laughs) why not I'm just here for the ride. Let's go. Skylar, do you have a different favorite character? No, it's the same. Woo-hoo! And obviously she's really important because like she's the the plot continuer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot contingent a lot is contingent on her. But that aside, a kawaii success, your favorite Woo-hoo! character unlocked. Seems like there's only one thing left to do. It's time for Is there an MV for that? AMV. All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Steinsgate. I went a little on the nose with this one, as I have done some in the past. I ended up picking The Scientist by Coldplay. Yeah, so obviously the name is a little on the nose, but I think substance-wise, it's very fitting. The Scientist is a depressing song. Very sad. Uh, And this is a very depressing show at times. Yeah. Leaves you with those same feelings uh, for a lot of it. So I think it's a good choice. And so does A&B Community, because of course there's an A&B for Science Gate to The Scientist by Coldplay. So that's three points, Lauren. Oh, hey, look at me. Woohoo! I understood something. Skylar, you've also never seen Steinsgate before. Tell me, did you come up with an AMV choice? I did. There was, as soon as the concept of time travel was like in my brain, I was just like, there could only be one thing. Don't get mad at me, PJ. It seems cheap, Uh but there's only one right answer. Oh, okay. And that's Linkin Park's in the end, because in the end, nothing ever fucking matters when it, it comes to time travel. It doesn't even matter. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously in the end, <laughs> it's going to exist for most anime, but of course it exists for Science Gate. Woo-hoo! So that is three points in the book for Skylar as Yay! well. Three points across the board. But Lauren, you oh. have a chance to supersede Skylar here. Lauren, do you think there's an AMV for Steins Gate? To Evanescence, bring me to life. Tapping into my Evanescence with how dark the show gets and with how intense it is, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I mean, you literally saw them accidentally bring someone back to life in the first episode. The first episode. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, absolutely, of course, there are AMVs to Evanescence Bring Me to Life for Steinsgate. That's four points in the book, a kawaii success in the book, and a very confusing journey through another anime. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the most confusing, but you know, like Skylar was saying, in the end, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Yep. 
but I yeah. had fun. Yeah. And that's all that matters. That but is. more importantly, what matters is that I hope our listeners had a good time, a fun time, a Science Gate time, a, you know, Mandela effect time. A, I recently read an article where someone joked that this, it's called Science Gate because of the Mandela effect about Berenstain versus Berenstain Bears no. timeline. <laughs> Hey, PJ and I are on the right side of that. Berenstain? It's Berenstain. It is Berenstain. It's just Berenstain. It is. Or or is this a Steins Gate? But it's. um, But until (laughs) next time, we hope your wait isn't a Kauai disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And again, yeah, it's it's Berenstain Bears. If you remember Berenstain Bears, you just heard it. You just misheard it. Oh, no. Okay, I'm on the wrong side of history because for me, it is Berenstain. No, Skylar, we literally just talked about this where it's Stain. I got excited because I thought you said Berenstain and I was like, yeah, that's right. Damn it, Skylar. How could you be on the... It's Berenstain. You just misheard it at some point in your life. Okay, but (laughs) like... It's Berenstain Bears. I remember having those books and I was born in the 90s. Skylar is from a different... A fucking world line where she's still wrong because it's going to be Berenstain in every universe. Nope. It's a universal constant like Wanda, Maximoff, and that's where we're going to end this podcast. Skylar's <laughs> wrong. Bye, everyone. Maybe. Bye. Goodbye.